Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Matched. This week, I'm delighted to share an exclusive excerpt of the audiobook edition of You Are Not Your Pain by Vidya Mala Birch and Danny Penman. This practical and accessible guide read by the author Vidya Mala Birch reveals a simple set of mindfulness-based practices that will help you treat chronic pain. The section you're about to hear explains the difference between the doing mode and the being mode and how they affect suffering. I'm sure that you'll find this book as enlightening as I did. Vicious Emotional Cycles Experiencing an emotion is a multi-step process. Take fear. When we sense a threat, the heart rate increases and the body tenses up, ready to either fight, run away, or freeze. This is an unconscious response by the body as much as the brain. For example, if the body senses danger and becomes primed for action, the mind then senses the body's reaction and triggers an emotional response, which we then recognize and often give a label, such as fear, worry, love, etc. It is the emotion we become aware of, rather than the underlying rush of hormones and elevated blood pressure in the body. And of course, we sometimes misinterpret our body's sensations and give them the wrong label, as the Capilano Bridge experiment demonstrated, especially after years suffering with chronic pain, illness or stress. In this case, your brain has become fine-tuned to spot the first flickerings of pain so that you can take steps to avoid the worst of it. So when your brain spots something that looks like pain, it turns up its sensory amplifiers to maximum and primes the body for action. This then makes the body tense up, aggravating any aches and pains, which in turn makes the body even more sensitive to pain. It's secondary suffering gone wild. To make matters worse, these responses can become hardwired into your brain, so that you end up seeing everything through a pain-tinted lens, and it becomes ever harder to become pain-free. In a sense, suffering has turned into a habit. You can see this effect in a brain scanner. People who have spent years suffering have more nervous tissue in their brain's pain matrix. This has adapted as a muscle adapts to exercise. It's grown bigger and stronger and more efficient at suffering. This is not to say that pain is somehow your fault or that you're making it up. Your pain is absolutely real. We're just explaining how the mind perceives pain so that you can understand how mindfulness unties the knots that holds your suffering in place. And it's not just emotions and physical sensations that interconnect. The conscious mind can get involved too. When you're in pain, you see yourself in one place, pain, and you know where you want to be, pain-free. Your mind then analyses the gap between the two and tries to bridge it. This fires up its doing mode, as psychologists call it, which works by breaking down the problem into small pieces, then analysing and solving them, before finally reassessing the problem to see whether the solution has helped. The doing mode is a fantastically powerful process that helps you solve countless different problems every day, before you're even aware of it, 
such as all the decisions you make while driving a car. So it is entirely natural to apply it to finding relief from pain. However, when it comes to chronic pain and suffering, using the mind's doing mode forces you to focus on the gap between where you are and where you want to be, thereby highlighting it. And if you've already tried everything medicine has to offer, you can end up in a mental cul-de-sac, increasingly fixated on the gap and unable to find an escape, torturing yourself with questions that grind away at your soul. Why does it hurt so much? What started it this time? Is it getting even worse? Such questions can enhance anxiety, stress and depression, burn up your energy and give free rein to the mind's darkest fears. You can end up thinking, it'll get worse and worse, my life will be ruined, maybe it's terminal and they just won't give me the bad news. Before you know it, you can become lost in a maze of dark thoughts. And that isn't just a terrible mental experience, it's also a crippling one. Mental torment amplifies physical suffering, and physical suffering feeds back to increase your mental anguish in an endless, exhausting cycle. But there's an alternative. You can't stop the triggering of unpleasant sensations in the body, but you can stop the spiral of negative thoughts and emotions that drive your pain and learn to relate differently to your suffering. By harnessing an alternative to the mind's doing mode, you can become aware that you're thinking. Scientists call this metacognition, psychologists the being mode, and it allows you to experience the world directly without your thoughts acting as a lens. For thousands of years, people have learned to cultivate this being mode, which helps you break free of the tendency to overthink about your pain and suffering. And any of us can do the same through the practice of mindfulness meditation. Mindful awareness, or mindfulness, arises out of this being mode when we learn to pay kindly attention, on purpose, in the present moment, without harsh judgment, to things as they actually are. Some of these ideas might seem a bit nebulous. Don't worry. They will become clearer as you progress through the program. Belief is irrelevant. Simply carry out the practices and your pain and suffering will begin to dissolve. The main characteristics of the doing and being modes. 1. The doing mode is brilliant at automating your life by creating habits. Useful for repetitive tasks such as washing up or driving, because they free up mind space for other tasks. The trouble is, they can begin to automate your entire life. So your whole life can become one long series of interlinked habits with very little conscious input. Even suffering can become a habit. The being mode brings you back to full conscious awareness. You directly sense the world around you, instead of simply thinking about it. This awareness tends to dissolve habits, so that you can begin to live life to the full again. 2. The doing mode analyses the world. It thinks, plans, remembers, compares and judges. These are vital skills but they can backfire if taken to extremes 
and enhance mental and physical suffering. Mindfulness, the being mode, puts you back in contact with your senses so that you gain an intuitive knowledge of the world. It helps you to live in the moment rather than being trapped in the past or worrying about the future. It soothes your mind so that it can begin to rejuvenate itself. 3. The doing mode works by holding on to your goals, but also by bearing in mind anti-goals, the things that you want to avoid. This is a powerful way of solving problems, but when it comes to chronic pain, suffering and stress, it can make matters worse by adding an extra layer of fears and insecurities. Being mode dissolves fears by giving you the courage and space to approach them. It invites you to bring a compassionate curiosity to your most difficult states of mind and body. Often, your darkest fears simply evaporate when you embrace them with a calm and compassionate mind. 4. The doing mode compares the world with a version that exists only in your hopes, dreams, fears and nightmares. It focuses on the gap between the two and tries to bridge it. The being mode accepts the world as it is. This is not resignation, but a simple acceptance of the situation as it is right now. It leads to a calmer and healthier state of mind and body. 5. The doing mode uses thoughts and ideas as its currency. It creates ideas about the world and tests them in the mind's eye. But your mind can mistake these ideas for reality. Mindfulness teaches us that thoughts are just thoughts. Thoughts are not you, or reality, or even necessarily true. Another way of describing this is learning to look at your thoughts rather than from them. Doing and being modes of mind are equally important, but have different roles to play. In the West, we have traditionally focused on using the doing mode so much that it's become overdeveloped. Mindfulness helps to restore balance. Well, I hope you enjoyed this excerpt from the new book, You Are Not Your Pain by Vidyamala Birch and Danny Penman. The book is now available wherever books and audiobooks are sold. Share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages. And you can even find me on Pinterest. Please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. This content doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. If you have any future topic suggestions, you can email them to me at housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. Hope you have a very pain-free week. Mm-hmm.